Let's go. Let's go. Every once in a great while, there's a seismic shift in the world of entertainment. A moment where talent, technology, and innovation combine to change the game forever. You're about to witness unrivaled turntablism, knowledge, and sheer passion. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome TC and Jake. Hello, folks. Hello, Jake. How's it going, man? Hello, Thomas. I had a great time at your house on Saturday. Thank you for coming. It meant a lot to me. It, it was would, a very uh, nice day. It was a good setup. I uh, I was just thinking I would like to just watch college football with you, Sean and DJ, on in your backyard every week. Yeah, I would. I would sign up for that. That'd for be sure. a good tradition to start, in my opinion. I, I would like for. Uh, my daughter and your daughter to get to hang out every weekend. Yeah, that'd be great. They're big fans of each other. This it appears nice that she's, she's uh, seemingly the only person weird enough to tolerate how weird my daughter is. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great <laughs> anecdotes from the uh, from their, their time together. Yeah. Um, Izzy's really into... Yeah, I mean, just like any, any kid. I remember, you know, when I was a kid, just any kind of like... Uh, play sort of thing you know like you be this i'll be this we'll act it out sure um and so i think that nora said that she wanted to play cats and izzy was like okay like a cat family and nora was like no wild cats and <laughs> izzy reported back to megan she was like you know i liked the family idea but i was like i'm just gonna go with this wild thing like let's just see let's just see where this goes Sure. And I think she liked it in the end. Uh, but I think, um, I don't remember who, it wasn't wasn't me or either of our wives. Someone overheard them. Uh, oh, I think it was your mom. I think your mom walked by <laughs> the door. It and, was. Uh, yeah, and, and one of them said to the other, we're wildcats, we can fart anywhere. Yes. And then <laughs> and just walked in circles making fart noises. Yes. Yes. That is that is uh, apparently the rules of wildcats. <laughs> I mean, the rules are there are no rules. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. No. And then, you know, it's uh, it sucks for a kid. Like, it, it just messes with their head whenever they don't have school on a weekday. Yeah. Because then today she's just like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? We're back Weekends are important. Yeah. But having but, a Monday you know, off, you know. They'll find like for people who I think it's I think the study was of like unemployed people, but just people who don't have things that tie them to a week like the weekends still matter just for the obvious reason of everyone else is off. You know, the like NFL it's totally different. Primarily, I think. Well, but even whatever the NFL's <laughs> not going on, it's still pretty exciting to get to a weekend, although less exciting, I would say. Do you trade fields now? Um. No, I don't. No. Uh-uh. What it's an interesting conversation, isn't it? I don't think so. It's not like I want to I want to trade when the value is high. That's my opinion on trading. If the yeah, value I think is that's not high, point. don't do it. I think the point is that right now the value is pretty high. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure that anyone's giving us anything special for them. It's also just like what like any team would have a real sense that we were trying to get one over on them and that would affect their offer yeah that's probably true because we were even looking at like potential deals for uh for kirk today and it's just you just really can't find any teams yeah and that's for kirk yeah yeah i mean the jets right that's kind of the only one you can find, but I mean they're already eating like a forty-five million dollar cap hit <laughs> for quarterback. So Fields would make a lot more sense than uh, than Kirk for them. But yeah, but are, like that's a list of one. If you're them, you're positive that he's a better option than Zach Wilson. Like you want to give up assets. That's how sure you are that he's better than Zach Wilson. Not really. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Not like, really. and also important to recall, I don't even know if it's still the same GM there, but. They had the opportunity to select Fields. He and Wilson are the same draft. They had the second pick. Tenenbaum? Is He's got to be gone. Yeah, that sounds right, that he would be gone. It's yeah. got to be all new people since then. Dude, it was crazy. I was, that up that bad. 
I was looking at, uh, I don't even know how this came up today. Um, 2017, when Mahomes went 11th overall. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And uh, Marshawn Lattimore went 10th. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that whole, uh, I think like the statute of limitations is worn off. I don't remember any of what you're speaking on. My brother's whole story about how like Drew Brees showed up with Kenny Chesney. No, I I mean, I've got a, a poor memory. If you've told me yeah, about this, so it's not the going Saints back were, yet. The Saints were going to take uh, Patrick Mahomes. Really? And, uh, and they Kenny had, Chesney uh, told them not to? They had not told Drew Brees about this. Yeah, that makes sense. And he was not real thrilled about it. And so he got him to not do it? Uh, I think the Chiefs actually traded up to 10 and the Saints were at 11. The Saints um, were at – I thought you just said Mahomes got selected 11. Yeah, I think I had that backwards. Okay. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs traded with Buffalo and moved up to 10. Um, of course, they still had Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, who started that entire year other than week 17. Yeah. Which Mahomes played and balled out. Um, but there was like a whole – yeah, you know, yeah, they moved like up the to Saints 10. wanted him. The Saints yeah. were at 11. The Saints wanted him, but were worried it was going to make Drew mad. And if they if he hadn't gone at 10, they would have picked him. That's the word I was told. Yeah. And just imagine, dude. Sean Payton, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Payton <laughs> would still be there, definitely. You would have to think so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But like And I Watson went at 12. I liked Watson a lot. I mean, of course, who didn't? It's not really gone perfectly. Since well, I then. was going to say who didn't, but uh, you know, all the, the bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At two. Yeah, uh, three. You know, to start with. Then we traded all of our future fortunes of the franchise in order to move up, take a guy that had made like seventeen starts. I think. Love kissing titties. He did love kissing titties. And then the the thing that's always, you know, like this is a boutique. Like everyone in the league makes fun of the things I've said just so far. The only person on this other thing is me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a guy. Who's the the Irish NFL guy that everyone likes? Sam Monson? I don't think that's it. Is Sam, Mon- Sam Monson doesn't live in Ireland. Does he? Uh... I mean, I think so. No, PFF guy. He had a Gaelic name. Um, might have been like Sean, but like like it was spelled the Gaelic way. And he he's he's a consistent Twitter presence. It's not helping my story that I can't remember this guy's name. Yeah. Um. But uh, he he would you know do good breakdowns of uh, pretty high level football stuff, and he was banging the drum. Trubisky's entire rookie season, they're like, this guy's one of the future greats. And like oh, he no. would highlight stuff. You know, just like I I don't know, dude. It seemed like he knew what he was talking about. I, I think that he did know what he was talking about. Uh, just like, you know, look at this footwork, like look at this, like this guy's got it down. And then uh the second year was like, what the fuck did they do? He's not doing any of that stuff anymore. So it was just a fun arc for me. Just, you know, having this guy so dope. Be like, uh, you know, these are reasons why you should feel great about this. And then just one day they all disappear and he totally fails. It happens. You could be uh, cast a mediocre forever like my team. They uh, they were on track for a bye one of Trubisky's years. I think this is the first year of Nagy. And then... Lost the game late to lose the bye, but still, or did they get? They might have got the bye. Uh, I don't think they did, but they did lose to the Saints in that first round game. Well, no, that was uh, that was a late. That was the second time that Mitch Trubisky did go to the playoffs. Unbelievable. Um, No, I'm talking about the the game they lost the Eagles where. was it Cody Parkey hit the field goal off the ooh, upright? Ooh, the double doink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty shitty Eagles team, to be frank mm. with you. I think that Nick mm. Foles might have been at the triggers at that time. Mm. That's tough. Yeah, no, it wasn't fun. Uh, I had a big day yesterday. What's up? 
uh, I mean, it was terrible, but you know, whatever. Uh, just, I did, I did a ton of drive. Like I've, I've tried to do it so that I get all my driving done in a day. Like I just do just a terrible day, just the worst fucking day. And then the rest of the week I have for me. Um, so I, I started at like 8 a.m. You're the best. I, uh, I stopped to pick up Izzy, driver to Megan, because Megan did have the day off. And then, uh, and then went back to driving. So, you know, I didn't get out of the car at any point, really, like aside from a, a retrieving her from the classroom. So that was, it was 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. in the car. Um, and uh, I drove a guy twice, like at 10 a.m. Okay. I picked a guy up, took him to a, a cheap motel. And then uh, so I was like at 10 a.m. at 8 p.m., I picked him up from, I think, the same house, but I'm not positive. I just don't – it's all a blur a little bit. But then definitely took him to the same motel. And, like, whenever it matched, I was like, holy shit, what are the chances? I haven't seen this guy in, like, eight hours. Because, <laughs> um, like, you know, if if you're, like, still in the area and someone calls another car, that's not crazy. Um, I've also, whenever in my old house, it used to be the case that there was uh, a woman who uh, worked across town at Target that around the time I was starting every day was catching an Uber to Target every day. And so, you know, every once in a while, like probably three or four times, she never once remarked on, <laughs> you know, like, like the fourth time she's getting into the car, she's not like, oh, it's you again. Just nothing. Um, it was just Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's got to be worse for the, especially because some people, you know, like to talk. I, oh, I had one. Um, I, my, it was whenever my car's AC was fucking up. I borrowed one of my parents' cars and uh, it's, it was like in a, you know, SUV and did, a, did some rides with that and then went back to my car. And whenever I was in their car, it, this, this all didn't come to me like I had to piece it together eventually because I just had a woman get in my car and she's like, oh, you got a small car now. And I was <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? Do you know me? Um, but like I, I pieced it together. I remembered her. I picked her up from uh, another bad motel and uh, drove her uh, to a, a family gathering because her aunt had recently died and they were mm. having a little, uh, you know, kind of a kickback to celebrate the life. No and one's calling that a kickback, but sure. She might have. I'm just I'm just trying to communicate the tone here. It wasn't okay. it wasn't awake, you know, like okay. it was a we're in Fair. someone's front yard in the southern part of Dallas, uh drinking. And she'd already okay. started that part of it, which is why I think she was so free and easy with the conversation throughout the ride. Um sure. and I got that vibe again from the small car ride as well. That uh, you know, she, she's just a talkative individual. Um, I think that she might have been on the way to a guy that was paying her to come to her to his house. Okay. But I'm not sure about that. There was some kind of, there was a lot of discussion, you know, about like uh, whether she should come and what the details were and this sort of thing. And hadn't really hashed it out, but she's like, well, I'm here. So <laughs> we can talk about it inside, I guess. Um, but yeah, so the guy, uh, yesterday gets in the car and I was like, I, I think I gave you a ride yesterday or, uh, or, you know, earlier today. He's like, yes, hmm. that was it. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't find that remarkable at all. Uh, didn't say another thing in the course of the trip, which is fine. You know, like I, whenever, uh, whenever I was living in Nevada, I remember there was a guy that somehow got matched to give me rides multiple times. And uh, I, I I felt weird about it. He didn't say anything, and I didn't feel like saying anything. Really, I spent the whole time kind of being like, "Is it him?" You know, because it was because <laughs> it was like a month ago, and I I think I was like, I mean, certainly if I'm calling an Uber, I'm high, you know. So like in all of these instances, uh, you know, I'm like not positive of what's going on. Um, but yeah, um, and then so the. The big one yesterday was I picked a woman up from a very exclusive address. 
I, I'm, I don't know that there's anywhere where there's like poor people who live in buildings that have doormen. But in Dallas, you've been here a while. You know there's not a lot of buildings with doormen. And if I tell you a, a building in Dallas with a doorman, you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Like, just, it's a nice fucking building. I mean, I only know one person who has one, and they're doing quite well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, so this lady, you know, her doorman opens the door for her. She gets in. Uh, no sooner she said hello than she's informed me. She's elderly. That uh, there's Palestinians marching on the Capitol. And she, oh, just, no. and she just hopes we don't give them any money. And I was like, and I, I, she was saying that in like a both sides. Like, we just don't need to be involved in the whole thing. And mm-hmm. on that, I was happy to agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it really all doesn't involve me much. And I guess if I thought that it were a viable option that the United States would use its power and influence to free the oppressed Palestinian people... Um, you know, I, I, I guess you could probably convince me of that, but, uh, boy, it doesn't really feel like it's in the Overton window right now. So just kind of stay out of it, you know, um, seems like a good option. And that's what I, you know, I was, so I was with her on that. Um, and she's like, yeah, you know, we can't be giving away money like this because, you know, all the people here, none of them want to work. Okay. A bit of a swerve. <laughs> yeah. She just kind of. She's got a, a series of, you know, like these are her big bullet pointed issues. And, and if, if we can just sort of weave them all together, then why not? Yeah, like a yeah. stand up comic a bit, you know, just yeah. kind of like you got some big points to hit and then you're. Uh, you're People you're don't want to work and they want to be women. A fun flow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I, I see the connection of like the economy is going to go bad. And the the taxes are are a function of the economy. The taxes are just skimming off a percentage of the economy. And if the economy is made up only of people who don't want to work, it's going to fall off. It's yeah. so like we're just not going to have this kind of tax base around. And if to they want to be women. Yeah, well, I mean, women work hard. I think it might be good if they were women. She didn't care about. Oh, and she'll uh, explain how she's not racist later. Um, but, uh, so she's, so I, I, you know, I just picked her up from this fucking place. I know who she is, you know, like, uh, I just, I know, I know what sort we're dealing with. Um, and I'm thinking that immediately, whatever she's like, these people don't want to work. I'm like, is fucking cashing hedge fund checks working? Cause otherwise I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Um, and, uh, so I start thinking that and I'm like, you know what? There has to be a non-aggressive way of asking that question. And if I can find it, then I'll have changed the topic and I won't have to hear about any of this shit. But why not just nothing? That, that's not going to work. I, she, I, I, know this, I know how this goes. She's going to talk the entire time. It can okay. either be about something that I select by a well-placed question, or I can just like get more about, you know the fucking shit she's saying and i know i don't want that uh so i i think for a while trying to find a nice way to ask her uh so if if with all these people that don't want to do anything what the fuck have you done um and then i just don't really find a good way so i just ask it and uh she oh no immediate like i i'm trying to like ease this in right mm. so i'm like what uh what 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 business are you in and uh she picks it up the second it's out of my mouth. She's defensive immediately um, and tells me that she uh, she was she's retired, but that she was a teacher for many, many years. <laughs> and then to me, I'm just like, unless you were teaching fucking the Sultan's kids, it didn't pay for <laughs> that fucking place. So I guess my question is, what does your fucking husband do? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know, which, you know, I, I gathered throughout that, 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 that is the, uh, the relevant matter, but, uh, she, she's mad that I asked her. Um, so she, uh, she's like, you know, I was a teacher, uh, retired and I've had three strokes, which I guess what, do they write you a cash prize for each one. <laughs> I guess that she, uh, who the is, fuck cares is trying to tie the retirement in with the strokes. Like, like I'm too stroked out to work. So how dare you ask me about what I'm doing for work? Um, but 
now I do see an opportunity uh, to actually just talk about something that I do find interesting and to also kind of like soothe this over. Um, so I'm like, you know, like she kind of says it, she's sort of, I basically, she like mentions the stroke thing and I'm just like, you know, I'm sorry if this is too invasive, but I'm a very curious person. Would you mind telling me more about that? And she was at that point fully on board, you know, like now I got her back. Yeah. You got her, you reeled her back. Like in, people yeah. like being at, sometimes people like there was a woman uh, without an arm that I asked too many questions about one time. She did not like to be asked about her life. But by and large, most people like to be asked about their lives. Like, if you're like, what you've done is interesting, can you tell me more about it? They, People like that. Yeah, and I mean, you told me about that one when it happened. And I, yeah. I just thought, it, when you came in and were like, where's the other one? I thought that <laughs> no, was... No, that's not how I asked it. I thought that was probably not your best move. Do you remember uh, her response? No, I'm, I made that up. Yeah, I, we talked about it on the podcast whenever I had this faux pas. Uh, she uh, she looks at me and goes, uh, I got it caught in an elevator. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which uh, she then revealed is not the true answer. It was just like a birth defect. But like, oh, dude, as a brushback to anyone who asks, that's a fucking so, great pitch. You know what? I just thought about this. This is like a two on the scale of I got it caught in an elevator of a 10. Uh -huh. I was at Eatsy's the other day. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, my Eatsy's, it's, it's South Lake Grapevine Eatsy's. There's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of bros in there. A lot of bros. And, uh, there was a woman who was probably my age, maybe a little bit younger, two spots ahead of me. And there was a guy in front of me who was like, he does a lot of pull-ups. You know what I mean? Like his lats were yoked. Mm -hmm. That's funny. And, uh, he goes... Uh, to the, the woman in front of him had a backpack on and he goes, uh, violin. She was kind of a hippie looking mm -hmm. and she goes shotgun. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, sorry. And then there was like five seconds of silence. She goes, it's a violin. <laughs> That's nice. That's and fun. He was like, oh, uh, my daughter plays violin in seventh grade band great thanks for that story like she wanted he wanted to like i don't know it, it was just a very strange interaction that's fun shotgun yeah um but just yeah so she's telling me about her strokes i didn't mm -hmm. know how strokes worked i i kind of thought it was all like uh shaking on the ground kind of stuff um because she had said like sorry what yeah i think it's just uh you know oxygen stops going to your brain yeah, I mean, I guess that must be what's going on. But I, she was telling me that there's a variety of ways that this can present. Because uh, in her initial answer where she was like, I was a teacher, I'll have you know. And then mm -hmm. I had three strokes. And then the third one, they found me. They said I like six hours. If I'd gone like six more hours, I'd have been dead. Uh, and so like, I, I, like then I'm like, is... Like they found you, like you were convulsing at the time and you would have convulsed for six more hours continuously. I don't know. Uh, but so I, so I asked more about it and she was like, no, um, a woman came to her door uh, doing what, what I used to do, the knock on people's doors and ask, can we put your political sign? Mm -hmm. Like uh, some, some Republican candidate wanted to put a sign in your yard. Big surprise. She lived in a heavily Republican area. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she said she answered the door in, uh, in just, uh, just panties and that the woman at that point and that she like, just couldn't, she was just in a fog, you know, like mm. couldn't really tell you what, like knew to respond to the door, understood like knock means I should answer, but had nothing else for you. Uh, mm. and so the woman went across the street and was like, yo, your neighbor just answered the door naked and something weird seems like it's going on. And, uh, so that woman knew, like that woman was like, okay, well, I know, I know who around here knows her. I'll go grab that person. She went and grabbed this lady's best friend. She came in, called the paramedics, you know, got her to whatever she needed to go, saved her life. And then she's, she's five years stroke free at this point. We could get a applause going. Yeah, for no, her. congrats. That's that's huge. Um, 
And uh, but yeah, dude, I just I didn't know you could have strokes where like you just like stand at the door, naked, just kind of drooling at a campaign operative. Um, and so she's like, yeah. So you know, with that, she or oh oh okay. She then I didn't ask what do you what do you think brought the strokes on, but she was answering that question. Uh, mm-hmm. And so she was like, well, could have been menopause, like tight. Um, could have been that, uh, both my parents died within a month of each other. Mm. Like, yeah, I could see that. Or it could have been that, uh, when I was a teacher, I had right then at that time, the worst student I have ever had in one of my classes by far. (laughs) We're going to blame one kid. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Um, I just like, I don't know. That stuff makes me shudder, right? Like, just because I've, <laughs> I've been that student for teachers. I know that there's some that like went home and were like, if I could just fucking kill him, how much easier would my life be? Um, <clears throat> but I was, so I was like, all right. Yeah. Anytime I hear something like that, I, I do constantly, like, I'm just always like, oh, the student is me, you know? So like, then I'm interested and like, I want to explore it a little more. So I was, so she said that the, first of all, she revealed it was a girl. I was like, no fucking way. Okay. Um, and she's like, she was as big as me and she would like, like shove the teacher a lot. Like, uh, like hip checker, like, like just kind of anytime she was going by, like put a shoulder into her. Uh, (laughs) Up into the boards a little bit. Yeah. yeah, And I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. What'd you teach? High school? And she goes, no, elementary. (laughs) (laughs) What? So we're just talking about a big third grader. I don't know which grade. She didn't tell me, but it, the lady wasn't big, you know. So whenever she's like, she was my size. I'm like, that doesn't mean much. Um, but, but yeah, we're just talking about a big kid, just fucking menacing old ladies out here, just giving you strokes. Yeah, because I mean, this woman was old, and we're talking about. I mean, she said five years stroke free. So I'm. I think this was about five years ago. Um, and so uh, she was like. Yeah, she was uh, she was the worst. Her uh, her mom wasn't around, and her grandma would spoil her. She wouldn't she wouldn't discipline her about anything, and because they didn't discipline her, she had a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. I I like sort of waited a little bit for the smoke to clear, and then was like, just kind of trying to plant the thought lightly in her mind. It was just like, man, I better be tough to grow up without a mom. Okay. And she seemed to take that in, I guess. But because uh, whatever you're looking at, I mean, the important thing about to say about this situation is I've never met any of these people. I don't know anything that's going on. I can't tell you what happened. So, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, I don't think that the problem was that the grandma didn't yell at her enough whenever she did things wrong. I think it's probably that her fucking mom abandoned her. You know, like, I don't know what the details. Maybe the mom was a very nice lady who got cancer. I don't fucking know. You know, I'm just saying the having the parents there is is really important. That's my that's my big take. That's a grand take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and yeah. Oh, uh, and then the the final little bit where we do get to the the uh anti-racism um is she was telling me about whenever she was a teacher that uh, if she ever saw kids doing anything bullying that she would, uh, she said two walks on the, two weeks on the sidewalk. Every time they knew if I see it, if I hear it, it's going to be two weeks on the sidewalk. What does that mean? Uh, instead of recess, they just got to stand. Did you ever have that? I feel like we had that. No, I never heard of that. Yeah. They would take away recess, but two weeks just seems so long. Like I, I think they'd get it with one day. Well, what do you do? Stand. You just stand there. Just watch the other kids play recess. Hmm. It's no good. Yeah, I never heard of that before. I think that we wouldn't have sidewalk. I think we stayed inside. I remember in fifth grade, like a time or two that like everyone else got to go outside. And, you know, the some kids who had done something that they didn't want stayed at their desks. But elementary school, my behavior was uh, was pretty a-okay. It's middle school. Where I had so much of the uh, the issues. Um, yeah, that's where things started to go uh, a bit sideways for me too. But yeah, she uh, in whatever she was saying, like no bullying. She was like, you know, to making someone for how they look, making fun of someone for how they look, color of their skin. You stand on that sidewalk. 
And that was just making me think about a thing that I do often think about, which is how the things that we were taught in school match up with like the prevailing attitudes in the adult world in our country. Like, like she was kind of like, there's just such a big disconnect there, you know? And like, I guess, you know, part of what's going on with the, uh, South Lake, uh, you know, uh, a board of education or whatever, um, is sort of these fights. But like, I, I don't, I don't know that, the conservative side can ever win. Like just schools are so like just geared towards like equality is good kind of stuff, you know, like love everyone sort of things. And it seems fucked up. Like, you know, even the, even the people who uh, believe that the gays are a scourge on our society, telling that to children, you know, like it just feels like we can leave that out until we, until they get a little older or something, you know, like it's a more nuanced point. And I just, so I just feel like a lot of the message, like, like whenever I uh, say positive things about socialism, I, I very much feel like I am uh, acting in the tradition that was imparted to me, uh, the value system that they were like, you know, trying to get me to adopt as a, as a child growing up, you know, like. Share. We're all equal. <laughs> yeah. Share, you know, we're all beautiful creatures in God's eyes and uh, we should, you know, be treated like you want to be treated. Um, yeah, you know, what's weird about it is, um, and I haven't started the new, uh, you know, there's a grapevine podcast now, TC. In addition to the South Lake one, is it the, made yeah. by the same South Lake people? Yeah. My kicks and ball has a grapevine one now. So oh boy. I can't As wait. I consider whether or not I should move. <laughs> there's a new one. Um, you know, what's weird. And, and I would imagine that a lot of people have this same, uh, experience, at least that are my age around your age. I never felt like my school was racist. Yeah. Like, you know, you could get into the debate or the discussion about whether or not like you should be being educated differently and the topics that you should be discussing. Um, and perhaps the way that it is now is the topic that you should not be discussing. But I don't, I, I would, I would, I would be surprised if any of my classmates who are not white felt like the school was racist. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly I, interested I really don't, in their experience, yeah. but I, I would also be surprised. It didn't yeah, seem like know. something that was coming up a lot. How surprised could you be? You know, like if they were like, I, because what does it take for something to be considered racist? You know, like if you have like two or three incidents where like, you know, someone uh is is overtly discriminating against you you'd be like well that place is fucking racist i certainly would i think that crosses the bar yeah but i uh, i mean but like me missing I, out on three instances of someone being treated badly because of their race it's easy to imagine as well so like like there, there could have been plenty of racism going on that just gets by me because i got nothing to fucking do with it yeah and that's certainly possible i just don't recall that being like a like an ever present thing no i don't at all i think what's more common is that now um, that we're examining it with a little bit of a different lens, it's more, what are you being taught? Yeah. And what are you not being taught? Like I said a minute ago, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't, I, I, I never got the, the sense that my, my black classmates were upset about the way things were working. And I was going to a school that five years ago was flying the rebel flag. Yeah. <laughs> five yeah. years before I got there. You know, so yeah. it wasn't exactly like the most progressive place in the world. Yeah. Um, Although, I yeah. don't know. I, you know, I just always want to, it just, it really did used to mean something different. I understand that that's ridiculous. The flag? Yeah. Oh, man. It's so funny. Like, I mean, it's probably not that funny, but my mom was so mad. Whenever they stopped doing the flag? Yeah. Everyone yeah, I mean, was. I told the story when I got back from it. There were people at my grandma's funeral that were very upset about the decision 20 years earlier to change the name from Redskins. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's just a flag. Who cares? Yeah, no. That's, they cared. <laughs> that's obviously the correct attitude. Uh, but it it just, you know, like at its inception, it stood for a a, a violent defense of slavery. And currently... It stands for a violent defense of slavery. But you're just <laughs> yeah. going to have to take my word for it. There was a middle point there where we sort of forgot 
about that and it just kind of meant Leonard Skinner or like the Dukes of Hazard. Just sort of like uh, if you thought that like, uh, like if you just, you know, liked SEC football, like uh, just any of the things culturally associated with the South, of which there are many. And like, you know, the most like the South could be doing a lot better than they are from a moral standpoint with some like key examples. But they haven't done any slavery in like 200 years. (laughs) Take it easy. Uh, and like the, they're not like most of the time, the activities they're consumed with are, are not offensive <sighs> or bad in any way. Uh, you know, like usually they're just, they're just having a good time the same way as you and me would. Uh, and so, you know, I don't know, man, it's just that there's the way that the, like, like in, I'm not really complaining. I think that like, I'm, you know. In my uh, somewhat autistic, th- like I've always been on the, like it was, it's just, it's, it's the, the change is, is kind of difficult to understand, but it's always a change that I do feel should have happened. Like whenever the, I've, we've got an episode and I've, I think I tried to find if I just like typed it in the description and it doesn't look like I did. So I, I don't know which one it was. Just whenever, whenever it became a big flashpoint, I was interested to go back and hear what we had specifically said about it. But I remember having a Confederate statute discussion with you, um, you know, in like 2012 when yeah. this was not being discussed at all. Because I was aware of the ones in Dallas and I thought it was really fucking weird. <laughs> like it's it, like, I don't know. I, I went and like looked well, at one of them and was just like, this feels wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing about those was just the the time in which they were erected, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, whenever nobody this discussion ever talks is about occurring, I didn't even fucking I didn't know when they went up. I assumed you know they were put up during the fucking war. Who knows? Okay, yeah, but if that were the case, then that would be a lot more defensible. Putting them up to scare people, like during the civil rights era, is a way different deal. Yeah, you're right, but I I object that, to them that, if they were put up during the fucking war. That's how I lost. Tear them down. You know, like. Yeah, but we you would agree that the, 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 all of our boys died to make sure that yeah, you yeah, but you didn't would agree succeed. that that's a different degree, though. Yes, 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 definitely. But I'm just like, saying, even in this lesser degree, I'm still on the side of get that fucking thing down. Shouldn't have yeah. shot at my goddamn men if you didn't want me to fucking come and destroy it. Yeah, I mean the classic example, obviously, is Germany. Yeah, you know, uh, you you don't see a lot of uh, remember the Nazis. Yeah. Um when it comes to German history, but you know, that, that, that's the sort of thing. Again, I guess it goes back to what you're taught in school and what you're not taught in school. I had no idea that most of the Confederate statues went up during the civil rights era simply to intimidate people. Yeah. 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 That's fucking insane. It is insane. And that's something that I don't think most people know. Um, but what is it? The, uh, the daughters of the Confederacy. Yeah. I believe that's who put up the one in Dallas. Something like that. So, Anyways, um, did you see that guy from uh, phillyvoice.com got fired? <laughs> I did. I did. What did he do? Uh, I think he simply quote, he, he did the exact same thing I did. Oh, he did. <laughs> he did. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. He did the exact same thing I did. My real objection, uh, and this is on brand for me, is that uh, there, was sure. a, there was a three-hour gap between you texting me I can't be fired, and you tweeting out uh, your objection to the uh, Mavericks' support of Israel, <laughs> and uh, you just want to know what happened for those three hours. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, and and I don't know. It's I, I it's kind of a tricky situation because I don't want to upset anybody, and obviously, like this is a uh, it's it's shitty, right? Because this is like terrorism <laughs> like there's actual murder taking place and that's you you probably don't want to be on that side yeah my my point was uh you know i think you could find plenty of examples of me saying things in support of the palestinian people on this podcast i mean there was one today but i just mean before today um so as someone who holds that opinion uh this is the worst time <laughs> number one last place time uh to try and be saying that in public <laughs> you know what's crazy though is like because uh, we do not defend the that i mean like i'd say i am smiling as i say that but like i don't <coughs> i really don't like i like i've i've 
read some stuff and like have only stopped reading uh, haven't read more stuff because i'm like i just can't take this like yeah, it's, it, it's very fucking bad you know what's wild though is dude we're 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 in 2023 just think about how crazy it is that like the earth still revolves around people having to kill each other i know that sounds like a real stoner thing to say no that's and I know true, that though. there's nothing like you know evocatively profound uh profound about that but the fact that like century old conflict still revolves around just killing people yeah that's insane yeah like just look out your window and how nice everything is and i'll look out my window and how nice everything is and i get it like you know, you see like the, you know, you've got like the, the war in Russia, Ukraine, et cetera. And you're like, oh, okay, there's still war that happens. That's kind of shocking. But like the fact that a religious battle that is hundreds and hundreds of years old, that like the only way to settle this is literally just people kill each other. I don't know. I know I sound like a stoner again, but that's a very um, shocking thing to me. Yeah, I was I was telling Megan, I was just describing to Megan your situation because I, I think I was sitting next to her when I saw that you deleted the tweet. And I was like, he deleted it. And she's like, deleted what? And I'm like, all right. So after World War One, you know, like I, I wanted to go back. Well, you know, what's weird about it to me too is is you're right. Now is not the time. <laughs> now is simply not the time. But you do have like tens and tens of thousands of deaths on one side of this conflict over the last 75 years and not that many on the other side. And so how do you think that shakes out in the end? Yeah, you know, I would I, imagine it probably shakes out with a lot more bloodshed and uh, the side that has been disproportionately violently affected probably. Um, yeah, this is going to go bad for them. Has some rage. This is going to go very bad. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's going to get ugly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I, you know, like uh, I, I, I don't want to see a uh, single further Israeli die. And I think that the absolute best way to ensure that that happens is for them to treat their Palestinian neighbors with a much greater degree of dignity and humanity than they have shown to this point. Yeah, I but think obviously that's a coherent... Like, it is you know? a coherent uh, solution, but obviously that's that's unworkable. You know, I mean, d d find any generation of, of human being who's alive right now and they've been dealing uh, in some way, shape or form with this exact same conflict every 10 to 15 years for their entire life. There is no there is no solution. Yeah, but, I, you know, I mean, I set the bar pretty low there, like just saying treat them with more dignity than they have to this point. Uh, I'm positive they could do that tomorrow. You know, like there's mm. just a lot of like, you know, you could let them vote, you know, like uh, you could uh, let them vote drive on all the roads. The Israeli parliament. No, that but you know, that's not going to happen. It absolutely could. You know, that's not going to happen. They could. They could. You know, and like, even that uh, would be like a faux you could say representation the same thing about like uh, African Americans in this country at the time of slavery. Like you know, let them vote. You know what kind of fucking problems that's going to create. You know what's a we what's weird is that I would actually say that uh, the divide between probably like 100 years ago white and black Americans smaller than the divide between um, Muslims and Jews in that part of the world. Certainly interesting differences. It's not the same situation. One of them is like life and death. Yeah, I think both of them are life and death. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I'm, I'm just it's, saying, I don't know. Dude, I, I see no evidence that they, that, I mean, like, I, I don't think they will, you know? Like, I don't think they'll do, yeah. I, I, I think what they're going to do is fucking indiscriminately yeah. murder hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, I don't know how many Palestinians there are. Probably Not hundreds that many, of thousands but, is incorrect. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Relative to how many people are there, a lot of them are going to die. That's probably what's going to happen. And the, yeah. the thing that they will not be afforded more rights, they'll get less. But I think that they deserve more because I think everyone deserves more. You know, like I, I, I think that we're all uh, human beings carrying the light of God inside of us. And uh, we there's a 
dignity intrinsic to that that ought to be respected, and there's consequences whenever it doesn't. Do you ever look but at I a situation? Yeah, for sure. Do you ever look at a situation like that and just think, um, and uh, I don't know, you've met my mom. I have. Um, <laughs> I saw her Saturday. <laughs> you, you saw her Saturday. Um, like, we definitely would have been throwing rocks. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't know that, I don't know that we would have been a an easily occupied family. So like sometimes when I see, obviously not condoning terrorism, I get it. Whichever side you were on, I think you would have been throwing rocks. I didn't know which one, which side you meant. And I was still like, yes. <laughs> exactly, right? I don't know. In if a there's weird a force way, I feel to be like opposed, that, she's, that, exactly, her part. Like that shapes my worldview to an extent where I just like look at uh, these sorts of things and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have been pretty fired up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's in my blood. Um, I, but I, I'm well aware. Yeah, just, you know, pretty quickly picked up on the dynamic that exists between all powerful people and unpowerful people and do which side that I, you know, was willing to fight for. But, yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the overworked Twitter joke of the week on Saturday that was like, you're about to figure out why my taxes are so high. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That sucks, but it's true. Yeah, out of what are you saying? Like, because we give so much money to Israel, just general defense. Yeah, general defense certainly. Um, yeah. but I think just the idea that tends yeah. to be a smaller part of the budget than is widely understood. No, I more mean like once uh, the United States like officially declares war on someone. I don't think they will. God, that'd be a bad idea. I really don't think we will. Do you? I don't know. I'm pretty out of touch. Like, with, who could uh, we even go to war with? I guess Iran. But, like... Yeah, Egypt. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. I mean, like, I say that because, like, I don't want them to do that. But, like, also, no fucking way. Like, the, it just all... They can see how badly this went. Like, whatever Trump seemed like he was, like, thinking about war with Iran, like, maybe. That, you know, he's made a lot of impulsive decisions that he didn't think all the way out. And even where he thinks things out, he has a different set of considerations than I do. So like he could do anything. Uh, but not just Joe Biden, but like any regular actor in the American political system understands the giant fucking electoral destruction that accompanied the war in Iraq. And they don't want to go back to that. Like I, th there's... There's always your like a uh, Dick Cheney kind of people that like Hawks. just fucking yeah you know but like they're they've had a, a rough time and you know whatever whatever Trump's in office and like you can get Bolton you know in the fucking government at <laughs> a high level uh, you know again it's just a different deal but like no no standard Republican and certainly no Democrat is like. Absolutely, like you know, if Pearl Harbor happens again, we'll probably attack whoever does that. But like, this ain't that. This is you know someone no. else's Pearl Harbor, uh, and you know they can fucking you know you've given them enough. I don't know, dude. I I don't think there's any chance. Yeah, you're you're probably right. It also helps. But that we're it closer is so now than we have been in a long time. About yeah, yeah, that's true. It I think it does help that it is so murky about what exactly you know like. You're going to – like you can't go to war with Hamas, you know? Correct. Uh, so what are you going to do? So, yeah. I don't know. It's very <laughs> interesting. This is all related back to the hypernormalization thing. Like that was, you know, there were nefarious Middle East actors doing things throughout the 80s that were violent, that demanded a response. And it would be kind of sticky – for the Americans to like engage directly in war with Syria or even just like say that this was Syria that had done this, you know, for whatever reason they were like, you know, that's just, it doesn't work for us. So they were just like, you know, who did all this Gaddafi and like, he was very interested in being elevated above the other fucking crazy leaders of backwards countries, you know? So like, you know, he's he's all about, you know, like, yeah, dude, biggest warlord in the world could be me. <laughs> That's a pretty cool title. 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just happily played that part. And then uh, whenever it came time for the Iraq war and the Iraq war seemed to be going badly, they said that they were going to get all these uh, Middle East mass weapons of mass destruction out. Um, and uh, they, they didn't they weren't finding any and they weren't getting anything out that uh, he steps forward and he's like, I'll get rid of all my nuclear weapons. <laughs> Like, he doesn't have any nuclear weapons, dude. He's not anywhere close. Like, of course not. Um, but, uh, you know, is like uh, happy to go on this press tour. And, dude, I don't remember this. I mean, I was locked up. But <laughs> the amount of fucking uh, shit they have, like, they just got a bunch of British television shows being like, our next guest, the esteemed Muammar Gaddafi, what does he have to teach us? <laughs> like, dude, he went on a press that. tour where yeah. it was like like the guy who they had, you know, 15 years earlier been like, he's the source of all evil in the world. Um, and like, that was a lie. And now they're coming in and like being like, he is the fresh face of uh, Middle Eastern desire for peace. Also a lot. <laughs> Just like, no matter what they're saying about him, even though the things they're saying about him are opposed to each other, they managed to both be lies. Uh, and yeah, the, the footage and hypernormalization of him on TV shows is so fucking crazy. <laughs> so you have the hat on? <laughs> yeah, dude. He's it, the, the like uh, shirt that's like just a sash. <laughs> just a yeah. big sash. He just always looked drunk by the end of it, too. Uh, the U.S. Uh, attacked him with missiles in the 80s. And he, it was like, like his house got fired upon. And there's a very interesting uh, disagreement over whether or not his daughter died. <laughs> like, like okay. he, he had an adopted daughter that he was like, the Americans killed her. You know, like immediately after the attack, he was like, you know, I made it, but these fucking infidels killed my daughter. But she might not have even existed? Uh, I think that she existed. It might be that she didn't die and was like just kind of swept away. Like he's, he's like, we need some kind of something to tell everyone that the Americans did. So you're just going to live in another country from here on out. Or uh, they might have adopted another daughter and named her the same thing. <laughs> what? That's insane. Because there's like photos of them like after this. And they're like, you know, here's our daughter. <laughs> and like, it's her name. Okay. That's ridiculous. But yeah, I do recommend hypernormalization. I was thinking about Eric Clapton having a backup kid again. I've been thinking about that all week. Okay, let it go. All right. We'll talk tomorrow. No, I'm not letting it go. Yeah, all right. All right. I'll see you, man. Later. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.